Can't remember how to shine? Lost your confidence? Your fight? We've got you. Where faith, fitness, and friendship collide. For women, by women, this is the She Rugged Podcast. I'm your host, mom, pup mom, athlete, and life performance coach, Michelle Yates. Hey guys, welcome back. We are carrying on with our first quarter theme of fear. But I just want to give a shout out first to my rugged runners who have also been listening to the podcast and to let you know that although She Rugged is a faith-based fitness program for women, if you have any interest in starting to run, we would love to help over on the rugged running side. We have highly personalized programs to build a solid foundation to reach any road or trail running goal and experience from, oh, the shorter distance stuff, like 5Ks all the way up through the multi-day or over 200 mile runs. So let us know if we can help you with those over in Rugged Running or hit us up on She Rugged and I can help you with any of those life-changing goals that you need. So let's get back to fear. Did you know that the gastrointestinal tract is sensitive to emotion? This is where the God and gut connection comes in. Research shows that anger, fear, anxiety, sadness, and elation can trigger symptoms in the gut. In the gut, people. So who cares about research? What does the Bible say? What does God say about it? Well, some early English Bibles used the word bowels to mean pity or compassion. The gut, as an internal organ, is associated with feelings of human death. So is the heart, for example. And as we see that it becomes retranslated in John 7, 3, 8. Whoever believes in me out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. And again, you may also read this with heart replaced for belly. So Jesus said that our belly is the source of our spiritual life. He does care, people. There is a God and gut connection. And if the spirit of fear and anxiety and you have all this stuff boiling up inside of your body, your belly, it can cause things such as ulcers, skin disorders, nervous stomachs, heart attacks, more. In the Old Testament, the gut was the spiritual center of man. The Jews believed that the seat of the will, emotions, mind, and spiritual powers is often found in the general area of the gastrointestinal tract. So in Proverbs, it says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. In the New Testament, the same darn thing. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering. That's in Colossians. And the word bowels is used in Hebrew as it is a seat of tender affections. So another version put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, lowliness, meekness, and patience, forbearing one another. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you may also forgive. Science and medicine, as well as spiritual belief, has long tied in this whole mental health and gut connection. Have you ever heard of the gut being the second brain? I read all about it in my nutritional certification, and you can Google it and you'll find tons of stuff on it. But in the short term, science has discovered that the human gut is basically a visceral or emotional part of a person, and it actually has its own brain, which forms the 
nervous system while staying connected to the central nervous system and the other brain encased in our cells. I realize that this may be kind of absurd for some of you to believe, but like I said, you can Google it. There is tons of stuff on it and how having a healthy gut and what that means as far as emotions and carrying around all this weight inside, but as well as your physical digestive health, such as gut bacteria. It produces hundreds of neurochemicals that the brain uses to regulate basic physiological processes, as well as mental processes. You have learning, memory, mood. And for example, gut bacteria manufactures about 95% of the body's serotonin. It influences, serotonin influences both mood and GI activity. So you can see how intricate God has made us. He's developed us. And even in Eastern cultures, the gut was a source of chi, which is life force, vital energy of life. It's kind of where the balance remains. But honestly, we're not talking about Eastern culture here. (laughs) We're talking about the Bible. So how does it relate to the Bible? Well, the Israelites also identified with the gut as being the true center of human spirituality. So remember back in John, I just said, whoever believes in me out of his belly will flow rivers of living water and how belly here can be retranslated to heart. In this verse, we are taught to keep a spiritual heart, heart as the command center for the soul, the mind, the will, the affections. It is high risk. It is a high risk, vulnerable place because of sin and because the enemy can just take up residency up in there. We are seeing how an unhealthy gut, whether we're talking about storing up fear or taking care of our digestive tract, can impair our mental and spiritual health. A healthy gut helps spiritual and mental health. In Corinthians, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. He knows that we can have a happier, better, healthier life. That's why he gave us the Ten Commandments. That's why he continues with the certain law of loving one another and how he kind of directs us with these cheat sheets because he knows that we can be better and happier if we abide and if we continue to lean into him, especially with those fear and anxiety aspects. Did you know that up to 80% of our immune system occurs in the gut? 80%. So if you have an unhealthy gut, if you have a leaky gut, if you've got some poop issues like some of the runners I know and that myself have, you know that you're putting your immune system at risk. Or maybe you didn't know that, and maybe this is the first time you're hearing it, and I am happy to educate you on the fact that it is imperative for us to take care of our gut health for our mental and spiritual health. We covered faith over fear in the past few episodes, so let's adventure on into what we can do to keep our digestive gut health up and to provide a positive breeding ground for spiritual strength, not a place for the enemy to reside. Let's talk microbiome. What? What's microbiome? 
<laughs> it refers to a group of microbes or a thousand bacterial species that live in your body. This bacteria helps with digestion, destroys harmful bacteria, and helps control your immune system. When you eat, only a small portion of nutrients are absorbed through the walls of your stomach. So how can we restore our microbiome? My suggestion is if you cannot do the all or nothing approach, you can consider phasing in and out the good and the bad. So for example, if your grocery list contains at least 50% of processed foods, try to shoot for more of an 80-20% split. And don't let yourself stop at the store on the way home or whatever and grab some more crap food. Because if you have crap food in your house, you know you're going to eat the crap food. And the more crap food you had, the better or the worse your microbiome will be. So if you can't do that and you find yourself doing that and you find yourself ordering in, ultimately you'll have to try to take the all or nothing approach then. And then that way, if it's not in the house, you will not eat the crap food. And do not make the excuse of, well, my husband won't eat this or my kids will throw a fit. No, there are ways, people. You have to make the effort, not only for yourself, but for them as well. It's providing a good example. It's setting good habits for them because you care for them too, right? Six ways you can make some changes for that microbiome. Number one, you want to shoot for whole foods, getting rid of the processed foods. What the heck are processed foods? Anything that comes in a package, bottle, container, etc. Now, yes, this can mean some healthy things such as olive oil is actually a highly processed item. So if you can use water instead of olive oil, that's fantastic. But olive oil obviously has its benefits as being a healthy fat. But ultimately, if it comes in a bag like chips, that's not good for you. Try to weed that out. Number two, there are only three sweeteners that your body can actually fully metabolize. They are maple syrup, honey, and agave. Now, some are a little better than the others. For example, honey contains a lot of vitamins and minerals. However, it can be a little on the acidic side. So if you struggle with GERD, you may not want that. I would go for the agave. But those three sweeteners, you can absolutely substitute in any kind of baking or any kind of need for a sweetener. And if you don't have those recipes, you can reach out to us. She Rugged provides a complete nutrition program with recipes, links, and all the great stuff. So does Rugged Running to help you reach those goals of making the changes for the healthier habits of what is better and what is worse. Number three, go for organic. And if it's meat, this is an absolute must. I'm sure most of you know that the meat sold in stores, especially in the USA, are a type one carcinogen. Now, if you go for the organic, then you're doing a heck of a lot better. Wild game and processed yourself, even better. So if you aren't a hunter or a huntress, I would say, hey, maybe that's a new goal for next year. And you can provide your family with your own healthy meat. But if you can't, that doesn't mean that you should not eat it at all, especially when it comes to produce. So if you cannot afford the produce organically 
or maybe your stores don't even have it or you can't grow it yourself, that does not give you an excuse not to eat your veggies, people, especially your veggies. You want to be heavier on the veggies than the fruit. And if you cannot afford the organic and you have maybe some pesticide-filled apples, you want to try to at least soak them in a vinegar slash cold water portion. It doesn't have to be a ton of vinegar, but you want to just try to really clean those fruits and veggies off and soak the outer pesticides off if you possibly can or any other toxins that might be on there. Or in my case, I am a total germaphobe, so I just look at all the people sneezing all over the apples and I think to myself, definitely soaking those bad boys when we get home. <laughs> Anyways, so if you can't afford the organic, it does not give you an excuse not to eat the produce. Number four, supplement with a great pre and probiotic. I like the Flora brand. It is a world-known brand. It is a very good quality brand because you have may have seen some of the research or the newscast stating how some of the vitamins that we previously um, were consuming through maybe a couple of the other big chain stores that I probably can't mention because I'll get sued, but how they were actually not gluten-free, how they were actually didn't contain this, how they we're not a quality brand. So make sure that if you are consuming supplements, they are quality brands and proven to be quality brands. So you aren't just wasting your money and you are getting the benefit. Number five is naturally fermented foods. So this can also be a pre and probiotic or contain those, um, but they aid in digestive and immune support. And basically they're kind of like sauerkraut, um, but the fermented can also get to those with, you know, the GERD or the reflux issues. And so you want to be careful with that, but you can at least supplement then with a pill or a powder in the pre and probiotic form. And finally, number six, sleep. Eight hours. We all know, we've all heard it, we've all been hounded by it, we all try for it, but hardly ever succeed. But as you may or may not know, not only does sleep influence energy levels, it also helps every system in the body function properly, including your immune system, your gut, your heart, your digestive system. And if you're not sleeping well, it can take a toll in so many ways, mentally and spiritually, especially if you don't have that gut health. So sleep up, people. If you need help with this, we also provide help with this. Recap. All right. So. There is a God and gut connection, if you didn't notice. If we do not take care of ourselves, physically and mentally, the enemy will take up residency, and an unhealthy gut with a bad microbiome is host to negative emotions as well as immune problems. We can breed a positive God and gut connection through faith. Guys, remember going back to the first podcast episode, I said, one, pause, two, permit, Three, pray. And that is how we help ourselves build our faith, how we take a step back and say, hey, I need to make some changes. Hey, I can't even make changes. These things are out of my control. Okay, I'll give those to God. Pause, permit, and pray. And restore our microbiome from the six steps. So here's those six steps again. 
Number one, we're going to rid our cupboards of processed foods and try to replace them with whole foods. Number two, using only maple syrup, honey, and agave for our sweeteners. Number three, we're going organic. And if we can't, we are not going to use the excuse not to eat our veggies. We can still get pesticide vegetables and try to wash them off and we will still get a lot of benefit from them without the negative effects. Number four, supplementing with a probiotic. Number five, consuming naturally fermented foods. Number six, sleeping well. Your action items for this podcast is to do a great little gut spring cleaning. Make some changes in your nutritional habits. Implement the six steps we just went over. Remembering those three steps of pausing, permitting, and praying for some things that may be out of your control. And if you need help, don't ever hesitate to get any. doesn't matter if it's a community program or a hired coach. I know that we would love to help you restructure your time and energy to build a stronger gut and God connection. Check out the blog post coming this week on both the Rugged Running and the She Rugged sites in the next few days to recap some of this information. We're going to talk about how to get the most out of your coaching and what that looks like, what that entails, as well as just recapping the God and Gut connection, fear, as well as fear of missing out. And we will cover fear of success in the next podcast. So stay tuned for those awesome things. And hey, don't hesitate to reach out to me, Michelle at SheRugged or RuggedRunning.com. And I will for sure um, respond. And I would be happy if you guys could please download, share, and review this podcast. Spread the love, spread the news, and hopefully we can make an impact on the world today. Brain clutter can add up fast. Find your fight with our She Rugged Empowerment Program. Sign up for our newsletter and get free tips for eating healthy when traveling. Go to our website, sherugged.com, and share the love. Subscribe, share, and leave a review for our monthly giveaways. Thanks for listening. Let your light shine.